you made the great expanse there is nothing made that was made without you you are the maker of all things you are the ultimate designer you are the ultimate designer oh you are just superb lord this morning we say be glorified be exalted in jesus jesus mighty name amen shall we pray quickly our father we thank you for this morning we bless you your word comes forth with all precision speak to us answer heart questions heart-filled questions let them be answered by your spirit oh divine lord and take over this atmosphere rule over every heart rule over every mind and take supreme this atmosphere and use it for your purpose those online lord touch them and let your word come alive in your hearts in jesus mighty name amen shall we take our seat in heavenly places Praise the Lord. 10 days of faith explosion. How is it going so far? <laughs> I hope you are learning some things. So I pray to God this morning that he should remind me of a story my wife and I, something my wife and I was discussing from yesterday to even this morning, which is um, the fact that anytime God prompts us to do what is right it is because we are at the battlefield in the realms of the spirit and that this is one of the activities of the lawyer your advocate the holy spirit and jesus prompting you that do what is right in this instant be calm in this instant have patience in this instant don't 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 be agitated don't get angry don't show bad energy don't show that uh, anger the Holy Spirit prompts you that don't do it. And my wife was telling me that several times it is because you are the war front, but you don't know because it is in the spirit realm and the Holy Spirit has to sort of tell you, even though you can't see, you are actually at the war front. So don't, don't act that way. Take your time. Have patience. Hallelujah. So when it happens that way, you then sometimes we listen sometimes we don't and tonight as I said tonight this morning I wish to answer some of these questions praise the Lord I know your life will never be the same in Jesus name yesterday we were talking about what uh, condemnation guilt and condemnation it was the main topic so today we are talking about three more things we are talking about this morning we are talking about unforgiveness, bitterness and resentment. Somebody will ask, Sofu, ye pejitia ukofan sem sem weaba. We ni jidi no anytime, anytime. You have to pray and your mind tells you, hey, will this thing happen? 
it will happen. <laughs> and when I say your mind, I mean that you, you feel condemned in yourself and you feel guilty. A clean mind will always have whatever they pray for. Did you hear that? So when your mind is clean, your heart is clean, you don't have time going back to focus on anything. You are focusing on what is ahead of you, what you're expecting. Praise the Lord. And so this morning, by the grace of God, we are delving into some of the legalities of faith. And these legalities, because faith is a spiritual thing, anytime you demand something good from God, a law is written in the realms of the spirit. Please, are you here with me? Mami Kanichi, anytime I say so anytime you ask something from God in the realms of the spirit, we understand that a demand is made and therefore an answer must be released. And that's how God operates. And that is what your faith is. When you pray, your faith is making demands. When you pray, anytime you pray, your faith is making demands. That is one of the things about faith. So, um, I'll start by take, telling you a story. Kenneth Hagen said anytime his faith is not working, he takes his time to go back and check. Does he have any animosity against a brother or a sister or anybody? Has he had a fight with anyone recently? He said the reason is because it is, it is one of the ways that faith does not work. When you are, you are unforgiving, you are embittered, and you are resentful. And so I would like us to take it. And if I say Kenneth Hagen, you may not know why I'm quoting Kenneth Hagen because Kenneth Hagen is, if not the greatest teacher of faith, one of the greatest. In fact, the Lord called him and told him, go and teach my people faith. That was his call. For 13 years, he was in the field preaching like an evangelist. And one day he decided to pray about the will of God. Lord, what is your will for my life? God said, oh, my will for your life is that you stay at home, study the Bible, and I'll show you things in the Bible to teach men of God who intend to go and teach their churches. He said, ah, so what about, he said, you've been running your own course. So what about the source abuses? You are the one who was doing it. I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> for 13 years. And that's why I had to establish on Friday, right, that faith is not abstract. You don't, you don't have to have faith for what you need and want. That's why the Bible says some people pray and they don't receive because they ask for their own selfish gains. Even some pastors want to have a big church because it is to prove to another pastor. It is to prove to his family. It is to prove to somebody that me to have a big church. But I've said it over and over again. Even yesterday I said it. I said I would rather be in the will of God than be in the good books of men. You don't know what the plan of God is. You don't know what the mind of God is. I'm talking about faith here. When you push yourself into the will of God, into the purpose of God, you don't have to fight your own battles. He fights for you because you are running his agenda. You get it? So a lot of us are leaving this world to have fun for our lives. No. God will never ask you in heaven whether you had fun on the earth. 
he will ask you did you do what i called you to do? i created you for amazingly i don't know how you can use an articulator car for your wedding as a wedding car an articulated truck and you drive it to your wedding reception i mean it that's not the purpose at most get a four door car uh, you get what i mean don't change you were created for a purpose find that purpose and live that purpose it will make faith easy hallelujah so all that came in because kenneth hagen was saying that anytime he feels animosity against a brother his faith does not work the bible says faith worked by love so one of the hindrances of your faith not working the things you ask for that you are not receiving is as a result of you not working in love towards all your brothers praise the lord and today we are going to step on certain hard toes and we squash them like the toes of resentfulness or resentment bitterness and unforgiveness we'll press that toe and bust it unforgiveness is one of the things that hinder faith strongly unforgiveness is one of the things that hinder faith i was listening to bishop james and he said you cannot get him to be bitter i said wow then i understand now i understand why his ministry is like that basically the lord has called us for greatness but you cannot achieve greatness in your own terms and the way you want it to be you can be successful the world standard but in god's eyes you are not successful and i don't know what true success is if the whole world should hail you and and the one who made the whole world and the people in there that hail you says you are not fit to stand before me i don't know what hailing that is i hope you understand what i mean so what i mean is that i'm taking you from the realms of men into the realms of god when we talk about faith and yet we need that sooner we'll pay their share or attack the biakok fabi fans then we say no that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about doing mighty things for god like some of you here one day the lord will put it in your heart build a church for me and don't go and take money loan don't go and take it from your own pocket amen and when the lord is demanding that from you in in the books that are written about you in heaven he will build 10 churches he will build 100 churches due to you are too, you are still struggling with rent one of the issues of faith is this when when you are embittered you are clouded when when unforgiveness is in your heart you are blinded you cannot see beyond it and i told you the reason why god says everyone should forgive by force he didn't say if you like forgive you must forgive i told you that because one who has been forgiven is mandated to forgive if you decide not to forgive you assume the place of god so you'll be judged according to justice and righteousness but the one who forgives is judged according to grace and mercy Mark chapter 11 from verse 22 to verse 26. I didn't want to add verse 26, but I had to add it for a purpose. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Next verse. 
For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Let me pause and say this quickly. Take me back to verse 23. The word mountain there represents problems. Listen, already this world is full of problems. So when you decide to live according to your own terms and the things you like and want to do, you will have problems. The same way when you decide to follow God and do what God has called you to do, you will have problems. But the difference is that when you do what you want to do and the things that give you joy and gives you pleasure and it is not in the will of God for your life, you will have to face your battles alone. But when you do what God has called you to do, his, your battle now becomes his battle. So he will take you out of it. That's why he told the disciples, leave everything and follow me. They were already fishermen. They had the a trade they were doing he said follow me now they became disciples of jesus christ and when they entered the realm of discipleship god now taught them how to be reliance rely how to rely on god on him jesus so they never worked they never did anything after a time he laid his hands on them send them away to go and work miracles and come back with testimonies what is that supposed to mean there is fulfillment in following god's plan for your life praise the lord so mountains are difficult situations. You don't have to go through mountain-like issues and suffer alone and you don't know what to do. No, 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 no. The Lord is on your side. He has blessed you. Next verse. Let's go. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, and when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Mm -hmm. And when ye stand praying, give. When you stand praying, forgive. <laughs> Did you see it? So, don't go into prayer. Don't pray. Your life is better off when you don't pray. When the issue of unforgiveness is at hand. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. <laughs> if ye have ought against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses next verse but if ye do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses and this is what i had to explain to you quickly for you to understand somebody says i will never forgive you i will never forgive you me i will never forgive you what the person is doing is that they are blocking themselves from entering their next level unforgiveness is is a lock on your progressive door unforgiveness is a lock on your progressive door you will never progress you you think that they are progressing they are just doing to be bd in other words they are just existing they just move in a cyclic form they keep moving round 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 before you notice they are old and they just die and go so you cannot say anything meaningful about their lives because the enemy has blocked them with unforgiveness yet in their minds they are exercising their rights are you in church with me let's go to hebrews this is one of the ways people's grace fails in people's life hebrews chapter 12 verse 5 verse 15 sorry hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 look at it the grace of God will fail. But we know that grace does not fail, isn't it? But there are some people, grace does not work for them. What is grace? Unmerited favor. 
What is grace? Enabling power. What is grace? Favor that you don't deserve. Help that you, you cannot buy with your own money. And this word, everybody needs grace. Everyone needs grace. There's one thing I pray about in my life every time. Lord, give me your grace. Show me your mercy. Give me your grace. Show me your mercy. Give me your grace. Without grace, I can't be sitting here. But the Lord is saying there are some people, grace will fail in their lives. Is it looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God? Lest any root of what? Of what? Bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Why are you bitter? What has who has hurt you beyond that you they so we're talking about my wife and I were talking. I said there are two reasons why people cannot be hurt. It's ambiguous what I'm saying. One is good, one is bad. One reason why people cannot be hurt is because when the projection of hurt comes to them, it doesn't penetrate their heart. They find ways and means of just letting it go. So even though they meant it for evil, they know how to deflect evil away from them. And that is maturity in Christianity. That is maturity in Christianity. And there are people that cannot be hurt because before they see hurt coming, they put on their guard and begin to fight. So before you try to hurt them, they have hurt you. Do you get it? You you cannot be the kind of person, you cannot be a true Christian and be that kind of person every time. Like a roaring lion. No, you can't do that. If not, grace fails in your life. When your heart is bitter, grace will fail in your life. Now the word bitter here is the word Precria, precria, in the Greek, it means poison. <laughs> so when you let a root of poison grow in you, you cannot. So some people are bitter and they think that I'm showing that, eh, I'm showing, I don't like it. They will pray hundred years. Please, when you enter prayer, you are talking to your father. However, your father says there are things that block you from accessing him. The blessing, the things you are asking for. So he wants you to be free and have the things you want. So what does he say? He said, before you enter prayer, make sure your heart is clean, your mind is clean, so that your things you ask for will come to pass. When your daughter or your son comes to you to ask you for something, do they have to feel any way about you? They come in love. Because why? at that stage, they have the perfect love. There is nothing wrong in their heart. Praise the Lord. But when you see people who are struggling with their faith, look at check their life take your time if you look at people it looks like things just keep going down 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 they they cannot stand seeing people happy why are you happy i remember i used to have a boss he sees me i'm always smiling i'm always smiling of course i get up at 5 a.m blowing tongues one hour before i go to work when he's hello sir morning oh why early morning they smile plenty like that why nothing know they worry you it's like I must carry your worry with you. Have you ever seen anybody like that? So, so what, I'm, what I'm saying is real. All my stories are real. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you find out that there are people like that, know that those people cannot enter through the door of faith to access anything meaningful. The person can deny Listen, anytime you stand praying, know that you what you are praying for, you are going to get. Why? 
because your heart is clean. So the word bitterness means poison, but it also means hatred. So he said, anytime you have a root of hatred in your heart, don't hate anyone. Don't be resentful against anyone, about anyone. No, 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 don't do it. Put your, put your life in a proper place of blessing. So at the end of the day, somebody hurt you. Instead of you taking the pill of hurt and swallowing, you reject it. Then what happens? You, it, is, it is actually the good of your life. You are moving on. The next word I want us to see is the word defile. This word defile means contaminate. But listen carefully. It means to carry the scent of a foul spirit. I was shocked when I found it. <laughs> By the way, one time I was praying for somebody and then a demon in their family manifested and the whole scent of the place changed. It looked like the sewage times billion. Please, you in your house, eh? get air freshener. Make the place smell good. Demons don't like good scent. I'm telling you. Some demons, they can't stand good scent. Just have a good scent with some gospel music coupled and one on why. <laughs> or get a message preaching on. They can't stand there. Just have that kind of atmosphere. When I found out, they said, hey, so I defile myself by being bitter. I invite the scent of demons if a scent of demon is on you, what it means that a demon is right there. How? Oh no, I cannot carry the scent of demons. Whatever I say, ah, what is this? To contaminate. To carry the scent of a foul spirit. Defile. You see, your faith is not working because faith does not work. Your faith is not working because you have allowed certain things to choke you. And let me tell you, you can ask for a big thing in a short time of prayer in faith and you have it. It's not every time you have to do eight hours. It's not every time you have to. So if you don't have time for eight hours, what about two minutes prayer? That one too, we can say, hey, then we are there though. We always have to make time for eight hours, seven hours. No, that one is important. But there is another time that you can just talk to God. Please, this issue, take it for me. Take it for me. Like today, my wife told me, you, these people, they need this. I say, then I prayed instantly. I said, Lord, you take care of me, so take care of them too. Don't let me use my money to buy it. Take care of it. At the end of the day, I have prayed. So if I don't have the clean conscience to pray, this kind of prayers, that's why a lot of people, they say, my bumper, I should see. I have prayed that nothing is happening. Why? Because there is a scent of a demonic spirit on them. How? Through the agency of bitterness. Your heart is bitter. In Grace Adventist Church, we teach why, where, when, how, who, what. We teach. This is the W. This is what we teach. So if you come here, you must. You will learn. Here we learn. Are you in church with me? Listen. Bitterness makes the grace of God to fail. It will make it fail in your life. Don't hold anything against your father, your mother. Don't hold anything against your sister, your brother. Don't. 
Don't hold it. Oh, don't hold it. Somebody hates you with a passion, you know. Still, don't hate the person. It is for your own good. I'm saying what I'm saying. I mean, I've spoken, but because I'm a pastor, I meet a lot of people. Sometimes, I listen to everything. I tell the person, okay, forgive this one. Eh? No. Ah, how? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they think that they are exercising their right. No. You're actually demoting yourself. You are carrying the scent of... I ready. Never be bitter. Say in the name of Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Say in the name of Jesus. Say, oh Lord, this morning, every bitterness in my heart about anybody or any situation, Lord, help me. Take it out of my heart. Let my heart be a clean place of faith and divine possibilities. Let my life carry the air, the scent, and the smell of heaven. The beautiful smell of heaven in the name of Jesus. A lot of people are dying with sickness. A lot of people are dying with sickness. It's because they carry the air. Now, if you have a demon of hypertension and your husband did something to you 25 years ago, you are married to him, you are 58. You have not forgiven your husband. You are still with him. You have not forgiven him. And you, you are dying. They will buy all the medicine. Whereas the problem is just simple. The solution is actually simple. Forgive. Take out bitterness. Finish. <laughs> so bitterness makes God God's grace to fail in our lives. Now, that is why if anybody is embittered, you have to come to me and talk to me. Especially in the church. Now, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something in the book of Corinthians. Okay. But but let's read this one in Amplified. Matthew 18, 24. They will jump from verse 24. Then we'll read verse 28 to 35. It's quite a, uh, such a long read. But we'll do it anyway. I said grace has failed in many churches because the church is not united in love. Why are you angry with me? Why? What have I done? If anything, you are the reason why I don't sleep. If anything, you are the reason why I'm sitting here. Why are you angry with me? Come and tell me what I have done. Tell me. Osofo, you did this. I don't like it. Let me apologize. Let's so that I don't repeat it again. But you keep it to yourself. Mr. <laughs> Osofo, hey, you two, you've come to this church. Ah, you you are here. You have not left. You are here. Somebody comes and you're saying, You've come to this church. Hey, you like Mata Papa. Oh, what have I done? Your brother and your sister sitting next to you. If listen, the grace of God will fail in grace and me church, even though we are called grace, it will fail if bitterness is in our hearts. That is why I located that root of bitterness and I cut it off. It will never grow in this church. I'm not joking, I'm telling you. Even the girl, small girl says amen. I say a church, a body. I'm coming there, I'll come there, so I'm coming there. Anytime we are bitter, anytime we are unforgiving against each other, anytime the devil hoovers because his scent is there. 
I can't have the scent of foul spirit in Grace Army Church. I can't. What have I done that is beyond repair? What have I done that, that you can't come to me and talk to me about? Why must you kill me? Why must you destroy me outside? Why won't you come to me and tell me? Why is it that your brother, your sister has done something? Why can't you tell them? Look at it. When he began the accounting, one was brought to him. Who owed him how much? How did you know we we're going to read Amplified? I said it there. Uh, oh, you are blessed. 10,000 talents, which is probably about what? 10, $10 million. Let's go on. Now take me to verse 28 now. But the same attendant, as he went out, found one of his fellow attendants who owed him 200 denarii, about $20. And he caught him by the throat and said, pay what you owe. Uh -huh. So his fellow attendant fell down and begged him earnestly, give me time. I didn't say I won't pay. I will pay, but give me time. Next verse. But he was unwilling and he went out and had him put in prison till he should pay the debt. Uh -huh. When his fellow attendants saw what he had done, they were greatly distressed and they went and told everything to everything that had taken place to their master. Uh -huh. his, then his master called him and said to him, you con contemptible and wicked attendant, I forgive and canceled all that great debt of yours because you begged me to. And should you not have had pity and mercy on your fellow attendant as I had had pity and mercy on you? And in wrath, his master turned over his mother, his master turned him over to the torturers, the jailers, till he should pay all he owed. <laughs> so also my heavenly now. So also my heavenly father will deal with every one of you if you do not freely forgive. Did you notice that? This is, this is the words of Jesus. And he didn't say in the past or in the future. He made a clear verdict. Hey. Now look at it carefully. The Lord told me that the one who is who was owing the 10 million is us. We are the ones in the church. We are the ones God has forgiven the 10 million sins. Our brothers and our sisters who are around us are the ones who owe us $20. So if you look at the weight of sin, what we owe God is $10 million. What our brothers owe us is $20. And the master is God himself. But the ones who went to tell the master are the angels. So, let's look at it. If not for not forgiving the $20 or having patience for the one who owed the $20, the, 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 the $10 million wouldn't have been revisited. Oh, 
See the sins that your father and your father and your father's father committed. That is in your bloodline. That immediately you entered Christ. He said that if any man be in Christ, is a new creation, it will be revisited. This is Bible. I'm not saying it. This is, you see, grace demands that one who has been shown grace must live by grace. That is what grace is. Grace is not lawless. Grace is lawful, mixed with mercy. That's why I've been telling you that the legalities of faith demands that you cannot just go and stand anywhere and say anything. There are demands of the spirit that God had to justify. I told you that the throne of God is, is established on two things. Justice and righteousness. Justice, why? Because he's a just judge. Righteousness, why? Because he does rightly. So if the enemy comes up against, against your life and says, look at this person. You say you have forgiven, but this person is unforgiving. There is a law that says that anyone who must demand judgment over a person must be God. Are you God? So if you are not, it means that you must be eternal in order to, to pass judgment on another and say, I will never forgive you. It means that you must be God. You must have right standing in yourself as a God and you must be just in everything you do. And I'm telling you, we are all below that standard. So you don't have what it takes not to forget, forgive $20. What is 20? Not even $100. What is $20 against $10 million? I know a son who said to their mother, when other mothers are lawyers, you didn't see. I will never forgive you. You, the son, telling your mother. By the grace of God, you know these things. Why wouldn't you live away? Why wouldn't you do something better with your life? You want to revisit the past and pressure people for the hurt you are going through. Hmm. Hey, have you seen it? There was another thing that we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse, one, verse 5 to verse 7. It was actually a good thing. The, the Corinthians, they walk in all kinds of blessings. They walk in all kinds of things. But he said something. First Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 5 to verse 7. It was, it, that was a good report of the church. That in everything ye are enriched by him. In all utterance, in all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that ye came behind in no gift. They were very gifted. Waiting for the coming of our Lord. They were very gifted. But look at what he said about them. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 29 to 30. This is what people think the communion scripture is, right? I'm about to blow your mind. But it will be there. Your mind will not go away. It will be here. For that, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body, now he's saying that they come together for communion, isn't it? So they come together for communion. And then when they finish eating the communion, they don't know that they have eaten the thing that binds them together as a family, as one body. So if you are here, you eat communion, and you've been, you've been 
You've been fighting with your brethren. You've been doing those things to your brethren. You don't know that instead of the communion blessing you, you are not hurting your brother because you are not descending that what you are actually eating into your body is the body of your brother and your sister. So look at it. He said, for this cause, many are weak and are sickly among you and many sleep. If you don't descend the Lord's body, if you don't know that the church of Jesus Christ is the Lord's body, and so you must show it respect, you must discern who you are dealing with. See, once somebody becomes born again, they are no more mere. You can't look at them and say, no, don't look at people that way anymore. You must show respect, you must show honor. Because one of the things, don't forget, as much as bitterness can be sown in your heart, you too can be an agency by which bitterness will be sown into the hearts of others. So one of the legalities of the spirit realm concerning your faith is bitterness, is unforgiveness, and resentfulness. But what is here? So now look at something. The word weak is the word athenes, which means physical or spiritual. Okay? So they say that people will become weak spiritually or physically. It also means financially poor. When you go to certain churches and they keep fighting among themselves, look at the church. The church always goes poor. So you can go to an old church. You expect the church to grow. The deacon is fighting the deaconess. The deaconess is fighting the elder. The pastor has a grudge with all the church members, yet he wants them to come. So because they too, they will come, the spirit of poverty just sits on them, lands on them, besides the smell of devils. We just land pam. When the pastor prays for you in the name of Jesus, there becomes a curse because he's not descending the body of Christ. So they are poor, they are weak. I'm showing you how to prosper. Listen, prosperity is not an individual thing alone. No. When it comes to the church, it is collective. Turn to your neighbor, tell them I love you anyway. Anyhow, you are, anyhow, difficult and some way. And some way, some way, some way, look at your nose, some way, some way like that. I still love you. I still love you. I still love you like that. Tell them, look at the person, tell them you are some way, you are some way. But I still like you. I still love you. Is somebody in church with me? See, don't ever be deceived. The devil knows his weapons and he knows how to use it. Why would the Lord reveal your prosperity to me? Why would the Lord reveal your prosperity to me? Because the church is the channel by which he releases the blessings. That's all. <laughs> the word discern is the word diacrino. It also means the word doubt. When you doubt a brother, when you doubt the potentials of a brother or a sister, when you doubt the ability, the God-given ability of another, but more so in this regard, in this scripture, the way it was used is this, is when you don't, when you discriminate among yourselves. Hello? When you discriminate. So, it's like, you see a brother, because the brother does not drive, the person does not deserve your respect. Because the person is not educated, the person does not deserve your respect. Are you not aware that God calls the educated and not educated? 
Are you not aware? Hello? Look at me. Are you not aware? Answer the question. Are you not aware? You listen to some people. Why can't you give them respect? Why? We, we are here. And they, they are here. Don't make that mistake in life. We must discern the body. If we don't discern the body, if we don't know the people that, that are with us, and we, we love them, and we take away bitterness, we take away that pride and selfish thing that was put in us from our schools. One horrible thing I want to talk about. People, when you go to certain secondary schools, they tell you that you are better than this secondary school. And because of that, this secondary school, people don't marry from this class of secondary schools. There is secondary school A, class A, class B. All the class A are looking for A girls. And the A girls are looking for A boys. Wake up. They are still sleeping. Ask for destiny. Don't ask for school. You've not seen boxes in grade A schools. They only box women. They don't box their fellow men. They box women. Hello. Hello. Am I talking to the church? I said there are things that will stop you from becoming great. It is called un unforgiveness, bitterness, and resent resentment. Once you think you are better than somebody, you are always put in a place where you must be judged by the standard you keep. And everybody, everybody will fall short of their own standards. And it's a fact. It doesn't matter what you do. You will fall. Now, the word sickly among you is the word critically ill. So, if you look at the young ones that I'm teaching, we hardly register sickness. But the old ones, because they can remember in 1992, my husband he did this one to me. The team pain my heart. Nineteen ninety-two, August twenty-first, eleven a.m. Eleven twenty-two a.m. Forty-six seconds. Okaidi They are remembering everything to their detriment and death. You can't do that. You, Pastor, are you saying I don't have a right to be angry? Don't be angry. What What has it produced? Be angry. There's no money in your pocket. Still, you're angry. Why not smile? <laughs> because it brings poverty. It brings poverty. How can you carry the air of demons and, be, and prosper? Prosper God's way. No. See, if you go home and you find out that your mother and your father, they keep quarreling. Call your mother as I say, Mommy, the air of this house it is polluted. Mm. Call the father, call the daddy, daddy, daddy. I know, I know that mommy is wrong, and you want to say it, and no. But you see, the air, demons are flying here. We beg you, we beg you, we beg you. You don't let the demons come here. We beg you. 
Things that hinder faith. Eh? Things that hinder faith. You thought I was going to say 100 days of fasting. No. Faith is as solid as a heart that knows that God listens to him anytime. That is all. That is all. That is all. Faith is as solid as a heart that knows that I do. When I just call him, he will answer. I don't have to yell and scream. Even in my whisper, in the quietness of my heart, I know that my God is there for me. That is sure faith. It will work. But when that same heart is incubating bitterness, it blocks you. You can't even be focused. You know the amazing part? We try to cry before God. <laughs> but we turn with a frown on our neighbors. God will confuse you. God doesn't really know how to handle that kind of uh, you smile with him. But he he doesn't know how to manage that kind of emotion. He looks at hey. so he puts it to love me is to love your neighbor. I come into that because that one is another one. Listen. One cannot love the Lord who is the head of what he hates. The church. You cannot hate the... Listen. This is all we are. There's nothing to us. This is all we are. There's nothing serious to us. So if we've done something to you, forgive us. Hey, forgive us. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I have forgiven you. Say it well. If you are not saying, I'm suspecting you. Say, I forgive you. <laughs> say, I forgive you. Some of you, the neighbors I'm talking about, they're at home. Go home and go and tell them. Shake their hands. Say, bro. And nonsense, but my interest what Are you here? You day here. The Lord demands that we walk with Jesus Christ by covenant, also with our brothers. Now, this is why I want to say something very interesting. Please listen carefully. Uh, by the way, there, there'll be time for question and answers. So, you're, you're, you know when you're working with God, everything that belongs to God belongs to you, and everything that belongs to you belongs to God. Your emotions, your heart, your, your body, everything. That's how God works with man. So, you cannot ask him for anything that he won't give to you. Once you ask, he'll give it to you. He's a good God. That's how he is. So he expects that the same way you to when he asks you for something, give it to him. Hey. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? <laughs> but there are times God will ask you for something. <laughs> you forget about it. For example, God wants a prayer time with you. So you pray for 15 minutes. The match is about to start. The match is about to start. What if 15 minutes power? So you couldn't say any time to pray. At this time, you want me to pray, God. <laughs> and you see, the love of God, it, He demands certain things that are some way. The love of God demands certain things that are some way. It is to just draw you. It is just draw you. Praise the Lord. Okay, now let's let's look at something. I said this church, we will grow. In fact, we are growing now. Yes, and we are growing in quality, we are growing in blessings, we are growing in godly standards, and we are growing in godly uh, blessings and godly fear, godly godliness, and godly advancement, and godly everything. Hallelujah. 
oh you will prosper i say i know it you will prosper i say i know it you will prosper in jesus mighty name amen oh let's look at peter chapter 3 verse 7 one of the reasons why certain marriages do fail people don't do well in their in their marriages you are you're always broke every time you are broke in your marriage listen let me tell you there is no day a married couple have held hands together prayed about something that was not granted did you hear what i said did you hear so those of you who are not yet married please desire to marry there are more miracles some men there are some money they will never make without marriage but they think they are making money fine let them make but when they marry they'll find out there will be there will be an upshoot you get it so now listen to me carefully likewise ye husbands dwell with your dwell with them according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife giving who you give what unto the wife honor so honor is important as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your praise be not hindered so, so husbands your prayers are hindered nothing will come out of it they are hindered because they don't show respect and honor to their wives I mean, how can you tell your wife, who do you Praise the Lord. We, we, people suffer because they don't know these legalities. And the devil, he is cool. He's waiting for you. Like, I, I heard a man of God say, there are four legalities he found out in his, in his family. Number one is the legality of pride. He said they are, they are very intelligent. His dad was a veterinary officer. So animal doctor and and he went into uh, physics and so and when you come back home with a 90 percent your father say ah but i was doing 100 percent. what is 90 percent so when you hit 100 then you you are like your father the second thing he found in the family is that they are very very alcoholic he said when they give you as they say they start training at four five years they give you a cup full of when you when you don't stagger see hey this is a real man alcohol alcohol is determining a real man alcohol see when demon manipulates your mind you think foolishness is what is right alcoholism is the way to determine a man then he said the fourth one was which one he, he spoke about a, 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 a third and a fourth he said the third was uh chronic uh lie he said their family they can talk well so they are the chairman of the town so they know how to put lies into truth and truth into lie <laughs> they can talk well and then he's uh -huh. then the fourth one was immorality fornication and adultery he said when after you marry the woman knows that you will soon bring home another woman says so a normal thing See, they were broke. Poverty, raw poverty. <laughs> and this is what the enemy was using in their family. Please, get, get your life well. Get your life well. When you follow Christ, Christ redeems you for all kinds of things. But you notice that there was one thing that he said that really, really struck a chord with me. He said that the Lord told him, no matter what you do, never ever harbor bitterness in your heart concerning anybody. He said, you you will you come out of all these things without even knowing it. Praise the Lord. 
the devil knows that bitterness unforgiveness is a weapon in the realms of the spirit against the believer so he will make sure people come around you and they hurt you all the time praise the lord another scripture i would like us to read is colossians chapter 3 verse 19 colossians 3 19 then i give one scripture then we i finish one last scripture then we finish husbands love your wives and be not read it with me and be not bitter against if, if you find them a husband who is uptight now come on here now come on here bitterness a bitterness because wives there are some will look if okay your wife is not here my wife is here look if your wife is sitting by look at her face i say look at their face say wife you know you are some way but i love you anyway uh, <laughs> hallelujah eh? praise the lord eh? <laughs> you cannot be bitter about your wife oh you can't you can't be bitter did you look at them in first face? She she's too far. Hey, look anyway. Hey, <laughs> hallelujah. Project the look. Listen, you cannot be bitter about your wife. Don't be bitter. Don't do it. Offenses will stop you from entering the realms of God. Praise the Lord. Now let's go to Luke seventeen, from verse three to verse six. Luke seventeen, verse three to verse six. So fights between spouses it hinder the blessing. Now let me let me share some some nuggets with you about the reason why God does not want us to be bitter. We should be easily forgiving and we should bless people. Hallelujah. One of the things that the Lord showed me about this thing of bitterness is this. Sometimes you find out that there is this fight that come from nowhere between married couples. You are wondering, ah, but we're cool just a minute ago. What is happening? Know that the enemy wants to launch an attack on you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You, 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 you've not, you are not yet married, some of you, but you, I'm just giving you free advice. Eh? So you listen carefully. Put it in your kutuji. Eh? One day when you marry, then you, you use it. Listen, I said, anytime there is this sudden outburst of confusion, of misunderstanding, the bonsan he's about to take that money away from you so what you do is this you you calm down calm down calm down when they talk oh eh, okay or you yourself you have to find it okay don't let us argue we are not arguing we are not arguing we are not. because the more you argue the more the enemy you open the door for the enemy See, there are spiritual laws. Let me show you something. When a father is not bitter about a son, he can easily bless the son. And in the realms of the spirit, the fatherhood position or the motherhood position is sanctified by God to make sure that the child is blessed by the father and the mother. Let me quickly show you something. You remember that scripture that said that children obey your parents in the law. He said, honor thy father and thy mother so that your days and that all may go well with you. So, Everything going well with a child is coupled with honor. 
So once honor is flowing freely, everything goes well with the child. And in the realms of the spirit, this is a standard God has set. Do you understand? So one of the ways the, the devil will fight children from their infancy is to turn a father against a child who is a weakling, who is weak, who is, who is insignificant as compared to the man. And that the man must nature build up, fortify, speak words of encouragement and fortify the person's heart mentality and build that person for the future. You find out that that father or that mother actually speaks ill of the child. And it's the plan of the devil. Don't think that the child is really foolish. That's why that you are the one who is being foolish. You don't know that the devil is using you to curse your own offspring, to speak evil against your own offspring. So they will go down. down. You see their peers go up. You see your child going down. The first day I heard the child say, oh, a father said to a child, oh, be bre, papa, papa. Oh, be bre, me. Ay! Me yem shimi. I wanted to say this guy is a wicked man, but of course it's not my father, so I kept quiet. Are you in church with me? Are you listening to me? Look at what he says. Take heed to yourselves. If any brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. He said, Do what? Now look at something. Obia yo bibinetches and yo de catch them no. Catch them no. My wife always saying, go for me, dindi dear. Oh, you're my dear, oh, 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 you can be gentle, but be outspoken. It doesn't mean keep quiet on everything. In fact, when you are, when you mature in Christ, you can actually keep everything and not talk about it, but relegate it, discard it. It should not have effect on your heart. But once you know that the thing will have effect, call the person, bro, bro. This thing that you did there, it really hurt my heart. And as a matter of fact, I have to tell you, if I don't tell you, I may sin. So please, this thing, don't do it again. I beg you. Have you solved it? The person now knows. But you are wonka. Yesterday, I made mention of the fact that when people ask you for forgiveness about a thing, and you truly forgive, you must forget. I said, I'm teaching you faith. Though. You didn't know that this is part of it. Now you are learning. I said, the reason is because the person who is in your environment who hurt you once has the tendency of hurting you again. And again. And then one more time. Again. So now, will you refer the person to the last incident? You have not forgotten. The likelihood is this. This current action bruised that wound and brought it afresh. So in your confrontation to the person, you did this, you did this. And you remember last time you did this. Not only that, and that one to you, did, and that one. So it is uh, we're revisiting. The woman asked me, 72, he said, ask my husband in 2022, 2002 he didn't eat my food for two years whose food was he eating after my car then she brought it up on the moon said kai forgiveness the devil will use for unforgiveness 
to open a door in your destiny and manipulate the most beautiful part of your destiny. Don't be offended. Do not be offended. Do not be embittered by any situation. Take heed to yourselves. If any brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Next verse. And if he trespass again, against thee, seven times in a day, and seven <laughs> times in a day, turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive me. Next verse. And the apostle said unto Jesus, increase our faith. <laughs> Do you understand? So they understood that unforgiveness is directly related to faith. Why is that people pray? It looks like they are praying concerning some healing and it's just not happening. I mean, how can you be 50 and you just get a small sore and it becomes cancerous, it becomes an ulcer? Because the enemy is feeding on it. You are carrying the air of demons. Listen, somebody is here. Your father hurt you. Let it go. Somebody is here. Your mother didn't come to look for you again. Let it go. Some of you stayed with your aunties, your uncles. Even somebody who just picked you from there. You were house help somewhere and they mistreat you. Let it go. They mistreated you maybe some seven years ago, eight, ten years ago, and you feel like, hey, go for me, ye, ye, man, when me go, I say, just why? One with him, go, I say, why, just who ye, the infending was him, Rubia, Edin, Munyam, the Brinyame. Are you in church with me? Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? So, whilst, whilst we are saying, I don't forgive. I'm uptight. Hey, I will show you. No, your destiny is actually on hold. God said, angels, right now the guy is carrying the air of demons. So, I, mean, I don't like that smell. That's what the angel will say. I can hear the angels. They are saying it. Hmm, that smell is not good for me. I can't go there. Then God will say, ah, but right now he's at a place where he needs this brick to break. Eh, but if I go, that place is smelling. I can't be there with another demon. They so God will say, okay, you go and do it. So you see, the thing is not done well. So they go and drop something. So it's like they just drop it and run away. They don't carry the other <laughs> Well, it's just a joke, but please. I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> I'm just creating a scenario for you to understand. Hmm. So if your brother sins against you seven times a day, what, what does it mean seven times? Seven talks about perfection, right? So it means that have the same level of tolerance, a perfect tolerance, hey, for your brother in a day. We can't listen. You don't want to listen at all. Just two. No, we can't do that. You kill everybody in the world when we give you the chance to be God. <laughs> you kill everyone. Uh, and the apostle said, Unto the, unto the Lord. Increase our faith. Next verse. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it shall obey you. Are you ready? Now apparently the sycamore tree is something. The sycamore tree is a kind of fig, but it is eaten by the poor people. 
so the sycamore tree is not proper figs it's a kind of figs but it is eaten by poor people and the sycamore tree when people poor people die that's what they used to bury them <laughs> so <laughs> the lord is telling you that if you have faith that poverty in your life you will uproot it by forgiveness let no man so hate you that you say i will never forgive that man he promised to marry me then he left me for another oh what are you talking about so it means that you must die oh when we were in ss2 he gave me a ring what ring iron ring <laughs> it's not even gold not even silver iron ring he said he will marry me this is the symbol of our love and me too i gave my heart to him now that he's gone to university because i'm not in the university he said he will marry me again hey oh don't do it so the woman thinks that she's justified because she was hurt oh no you're actually retrogressing you're pushing your life down and down don't do that praise the lord somebody so listen i said the sycamore tree is for poor people is a it's actually a, a poor fruit it's not a, a, a fruit that when you go to the market they sell plenty that kind of thing so it's for the poor people but listen to something the word sycamore itself is the word bitterness so so if you have faith the first thing you drive out of your heart is bitterness don't be bitter do not be bitter it does not it does not allow the spirit of faith to flow it blocks it But you know the amazing thing? The sycamore tree is one of the trees that has the strongest roots. Isn't that the same as bitterness? Bitterness, it is deep-rooted. That's why it can last 20 years in a man's life. From one incident, you were in an office. Somebody want to war on Nazi and they sack you. So you wish that when the person even drinks water, a bone will appear in the water mysteriously and choke the person and the person will die die but at all cost let it go you were in an office some your promotion was due somebody went to do some kululu they didn't allow you to be promoted oh let it go you are the right one god will bundle it up and bring it to you let nobody i'm all i'm saying this morning is that because it is to your advantage find ways and means to forgive easily number one number two find ways and means not to be embittered by any situation or anyone and then number three don't resent anyone don't resent anyone praise the lord so when when the thing about bitterness is this when somebody does something against you before you notice you revisit the issue before you notice you revisit the issue because it is deep-rooted and so before you notice you a husband and a wife okay we're now so we're now yeah yeah so 
the one you are, you are supposed to always forgive easily. That is why marriage is actually difficult. When you are with somebody who hurt you over and over again, then you notice that, uh no, no, it is true. I have patience, Ampa. Then you enter marriage. Then when you enter marriage, you continue You have to literally pray for Abutre. Praise the Lord. So that is how bitterness is. A little thing. Because the fig is small. But it can produce a deep shoot. A deep, deep, strong shoot into your spirit. And if you don't take it, it will choke your faith forever. And that is the plan of the enemy. So if you're offended by somebody, if you've been offended before by somebody, it's easier for that same person to offend you again. So sycamore is for, is for the poor. And it was used for making caskets. <laughs> yes, it was used for making caskets. Yes, I'm all the sycamore is a kind of fig that was cheap so the rich didn't eat figs the, the, the figs those the fig from the sycamore tree it's only the poor who ate it praise the lord what are some of the cheap fruits we have around now mango is expensive don't say mango when we're kids you can just please i'm passing back and i pluck some they'll say pluck and go they just pluck a mango and continue eating now go and do this lesson Basically, it's cheap. You get it? So, bitterness is like the sting of an asp. It's like a sting of a bee. It's like a sting of an insect. It's a, a, now, look at verse 6. It says that should obey. Should obey. And the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamore tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted into the sea, and should obey should obey so this should obey is the word must obey if you have faith in your heart you will speak to bitterness and bitterness will go i refuse to be bitter about this situation i refuse to carry bitterness praise the lord i'm ending now i'm ending now there are things that happen listen if you cannot forgive someone start praying for the person this is how to do it are you listening i want your faith to work so if you hate me pray for me I bless pastor. I bless pastor. Lord, when he speaks, let it enter my ears and my heart. Oh, anything that is making me hate him, I take it out of my heart. Lord, bless him. Oh, bless him. Bless him with plenty money. Oh, bless him with plenty money. Everywhere he passes, let money fall on the road for him. Let him be entering money doors and be closing money doors and be enjoying money. When you finish, you can say, oh, Lord, bless him with more cars, more cars, more cars. Oh, bless him with more houses. Let the church grow. <laughs> because you hate me. <laughs> I'm telling you the Bible. But this is Bible. I'm telling you Bible truth. I can give you a scripture. Matthew 5, 44. So if you hate somebody, pray for the person. If unforgiveness is, is warring you, bitterness is in your heart towards the person pray for the person but as i say unto you love your enemies bless them that curse you bless what bless what is it true bless who them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully they despitefully use you and persecute you so the person who is wicked towards you they are the person you must love they are the person you must show love they are the person you must help I'm talking about the law of faith. Oh. 
legalities in the spirit. Can I tell you quickly? There are certain tribes who had fights with certain tribes from years, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Up to now, the effect of the fight is seen. You can't marry from that family. What do you mean? I remember one day my dad told me, there are people from Framantim, they are in Ghana, they call them Sisaloi. <laughs> yeah. They don't belong to Ghana. They came home <laughs> Do you understand? You don't understand? Then he married their wife. Oh, me, I'm, I'm a can. I don't marry Ewe. I'm Ewe. I don't marry North. I'm North. I don't marry the guy. It's nonsense, no. We're talking about destiny. We're not talking about this person, this tribe, this tribe. Tribe, you Tribe, you Tribe, I said, pray for the people who hate you, who despisefully use you and persecute you. The next thing you must do to them, if you hate me, come and give me a gift. Give them a gift. Listen, are you listening to me? Yes. I'm teaching you how to make your faith work. If you, if somebody, you, you can't forgive somebody, and somebody's, something is worrying you in your heart, this is how, pray for them, number one. Number two, give them a gift. It doesn't mean if I give you a gift, I'm, I'm hating you. No. Do you understand? But find a gift and give to them. You automatically, you begin to love them. Are you listening? If you hate me, come and give me a gift. You start loving me. And then the last one. Bless those who curse you. Anytime their issue, their issue comes into your mind, oh Lord, we thank you for their lives. They are doing well. Nothing is stopping them. They are excelling. Praise the Lord. You can ask questions if you want. There's a question there. Please prepare the microphone. There's a question there. First Peter chapter 3 verse 9. First Peter 3 9. Listen to something before we move on. Not rendering evil for evil. Let's ready, set, go. Let's read together. Everybody look on the screen. Ready, set, go. Or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. That ye should inherit what? Because of your blessing, when people lift their tongue against you, don't retaliate. Because of your blessing, when people do evil against you, don't do evil. He said, but contrary wise, bless them. Hey! It looks like the suffering of Christ, he didn't finish it all. He left some for us to go through. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please ask your question. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, I want to ask, like, if someone offended you, mm -hmm. to you, you are forgiving the person. Mm -hmm. But anytime they are talking about the person or you look at the person, mm -hmm. everything comes back to your memories. Like, mm. there is this anger that will come. <laughs> so, yeah. is that how also, it doesn't mean you, are, you still have something against that person. You can say you are forgiven, but it is the heart that determines. 
Because you see, like you're saying, you're, you're, you said it. But anytime you see the person, the thing comes back. What you must do is this. You must apply the three things I just said. Number one, pray for them. Number two, if after you pray for them, you feel like it is still not enough, give them a gift. And then number three, anytime you see them, instead of remembering or when the thing comes back to you, actually shake them and say, you are blessed. You are favored. You do well in life. In Jesus' name. These three formulas, it is that the judge you give me. Eh, the rebuke in there, it must be done early. But if you have the chance, tell the person. Because the person may not even know that he or she has done that wrong. You get it? So if, if the person doesn't know, the person feels like this, I've done no wrong. What am I? What should I feel sorry for? Or should I repent of? Uh-huh. But once you, you tell the person you did so, so and so, then you help the person know what they did wrong. But ultimately, don't forget, pray for the person. Deliberately pray for, mention their name and pray for them. Number two, buy them a gift. Number three, bless them anytime their names or you see them. It comes to memory. Pray for them. Christos, you mean a joke? Hey. Today, I'm taking you to the surgery. I'm, I'm reading, <laughs> positioning things in your heart. <laughs> Please ask. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, too. Pastor, you spoke on... Yes, whilst you are at it, put James 5, 9 on the board. Continue. Yes, you spoke on uh, how to forget. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we forgive. Mm -hmm. Yes, we forgive. Mm -hmm. We truly forgive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, uh, how is the forgiveness done? Because, I'm sorry, the forgetting, forgetting. Totally forgetting. Yeah. How do you totally forget? Okay. Because, I, li I like that question. Example. Yes. I'm adding example. Hey, question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, follow, flow. Especially when um, the offense or the act mm -hmm. left a trace mm. that forever lives. Charlie. For example, either it is a car yeah. or maybe true rape. Yeah. Probably there is um, yeah. a child that was born yeah. through that particular incident. Or simply put, there's a father who gave birth to a child never showed up. <laughs> that one is indelible. So you can't take you it. see that car or that person. Yeah. The issue comes back. You've forgotten about the pain, mm. but the person's the things to remind. Anytime they mention the person's name, but then everything comes exactly. back. So you can't you think of that person for good. It is just that pain that keeps coming back. I am Paul. I am Papa. But still, Pastor. pray for the person. Pastor, Hello. So ah, okay, okay. I was think, I was wondering where it was coming from. Um, so that's like where the problem is the feeling is there but you can actually forget the incident yeah hmm. let me tell you what i did and what has helped me so far i literally prayed lord everything in my heart towards this person lord take it out help me take it out take it out take it out I literally prayed that prayer. 
I told God to take it out. So, um, apart from praying for the person that the person will do well, because it's a show of love and show of concern and show of true forgiveness by helping the person, the next thing to you prove is that you pray that because the devil will not make you forget. His plan is to keep you in that spiral. So, the way to forget or to forgive entirely is to actually also pray, Lord, help me. Heal my heart. Heal my heart. Heal my heart. Uh-huh. A, a lot of people have gone through rape and I think that is one of the keys. Psychology doesn't work. Talk about it. Vent. No, it doesn't work. Tell God he will take it out. He would re- literally take it out. Uh-huh. Please flow. Okay, um, mine is, let's say you've forgiven someone. Mm-hmm. And um, the person, okay, you talk about, you have to talk about it first. Mm-hmm. You talk to the person about it. The person can't be bothered. You've said what you have to say already. And then they don't see anything wrong with it. Now, minus are forgiving you. Mm-hmm. Really, really, when I think about it, it drains me. Mm. So I'll just forget about it. And then for me, I have forgotten about it. I can't be bothered. But then I still can't be on that same level with you. The reason, be, no, I, of course, I was trying to be nice, show you everything and everything. But then you would be a bit, you know, distant. You don't want to also make any effort. I've made the effort, but then you're still the same person. Mm. So really, really, for me, I wouldn't. Let's say, I in fact, it's me. I won't. <laughs> First picture chapter three verse seven. <laughs> the fact is, I it's not draining me anymore. Yeah. Because I've done my bit. Yeah. I am free. Mm. I don't care how. It's not like I don't care. Really, really, I don't care. Mm. Flo. <laughs> Yeah. I don't care to be yeah. because I'm not stressing as I used to. Yeah. I am not thinking about what you're doing. But the fact that our relationship is not the same anymore, mm, mm. not because of me, but, but because, because of, of you. you, doesn't mean that I have willingly forgiven you and because I'm really moving on. That's the honest truth. I'm moving on. I am not stressed. You know, before, before not talking about it, I was drained. Like, I see you, I'm upset. Mm. But I've spoken about it, I've done everything. None, I'm free. Hmm. But as, as at, um, with the person, the person is not able to be nice to me. Or, hmm. But then, yeah, I move on. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I am free or there. I'm still holding on something. I won't because say. I, the point is, I am not on the same level with the person anymore. again. Okay, so I would say use, use these three steps I still speak of. Pray for them, give them a gift and bless them um i get you the reason why i say use these three things is because there is a blessing in it for you also what it means is that that relationship could have meant a lot and could have brought a lot to the table but the enemy sort of used used that relationship to and when i say bring a lot to the table i'm not talking about to your advantage Yes, it's a means by which for you know you must be a channel of blessing to the person's life. Yes, yeah, so then does it mean it has nothing to do with it? It has nothing, however, uh-huh. however, let's say put this one. No, give me uh, you know James, no. No, first Peter three verse nine. I know maker. Not rendering evil for evil. Or railing for railing, but contrary wise blessing. So I'm saying that you are not 
doing anything against the person but you withdrawing is taking the blessing of who you are away from the person so I have to force myself to be in the... I didn't place. say force. Oh, okay. Mature by enduring. Um, and that was what I, I was doing. That uh, didn't help. Oh, you were enduring. Uh, in a way, I was trying to make an effort. No. I keep making effort, effort. You don't try, you just do. Again, I was doing. <laughs> and then, I was doing. But the thing is, you could see the person doesn't want it. Okay, the person doesn't want your yes, help. Oh, then he doesn't try. want it. So you try, you try, you try, then the person just does. Oh, so, no. Because it, you are trying to do good for the person. Yes. Not trying to, you know. Yeah. yeah. But then you're trying to do good for the person. The person you doesn't see, see it. someone doing something, you know, it's, going to, it's actually going to harm the person. You tell the person this, that, that, that. It's not going to help you, this, that, that. But then the person withdraws. Mm. Because you are trying to, yeah. but you keep pushing and pushing. The person also pushes away. Wow! So, really, really, you can't do much. You've done your bit. Is it that yeah? Things were said to make you feel a certain way. It's not for your advantage, but mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. So the point is, I. No, the person doesn't want your help. He doesn't want uh, you in his or so, her space. So you things, step out. Okay, so with the things the person said, that's why I was saying that I had forgiven. Because mm. before I was upset, it was draining me. But then mm. I spoke about it to mm. the person, this, that, that. But then you could see the person. I don't want it. I don't, I don't really it. need it. And then I was free to. Oh, yeah. One of the things to, I will say quickly, you cannot force your blessing on people. You cannot do that. Once the person says, I do not want it, I do not want it. You let it, you let the person go. You get it. I mean, it's like, I want to buy you a house. The person, no, I don't need your house. You force it. No, by force, you stay there. Oh, no. A gift must be accepted. You get it. So once the person doesn't want it, you let the person go. And that is a totally different thing. The reason why I say it's totally different is because the more you try to help the person, because the person can't even see it, you are getting hurt. Uh -huh. so let it go let it go let it go uh -huh. I, hope, I hope you understand thank you yeah it could be it could be okay please a question mama vida also has a question so when you are the mama vida will come Danny, please my question is yes is god's forgiveness to us dependent on our forgiveness to other people or first and foremost no but in Christ, yes. Now listen to this answer carefully. F because you didn't ask for forgiveness before he died for you. So he gave it to you free of charge. But he's saying that now that you are in him, this is what in him people do. This is what in him life does. We don't carry a curse. We don't carry bitterness. Because all these scriptures I'm proving to you, they're from the New Testament. And these are words that are emphatic this for example not rendering evil for evil it talks about forgiveness not railing for railing it talks about forgiveness but rather blessing knowing that ye are there unto called that ye should inherit a blessing so because of the blessing you are to inherit bless others you, you get it if not then we should also do anything anyway anyhow but that's how the world lives. So we can't do that. So in Christ, we have been forgiven already. But it is, it is said, you must forgive. 
Now, Jesus made that statement emphatically. Now, when you read the Synoptic Gospels, there are parts of the Synoptic Gospels that were written not for us. But some were written as a clear-cut judgment for all mankind. For example, he says that if you do not forgive, you too will not be forgiven. What it means is that people will hear the gospel, come to the place of forgiveness, but they have decided they will never forgive others. And one of the things that happen to them is this. At most, because God wants to save your soul, he will give you eternal life, but you will never be fulfilled on the earth. Thereby, you will short-circuit God's plan in your life for your own life. So some people die early because God has to kill them so that they don't go to hell. I don't know if it is you are you are you understand what I mean. I don't know if you've you've ever read in your Bible that because God didn't want them to lose their soul, He had to take them home early. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when the when you must live the fulfilled Christian life, forgiveness must be part of your life. And one of the things that stops your faith is unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment. It will stop you. It is for your own progress. It is for your own progress. Aha. Uh-huh. Next verse. There's a next verse. Sorry. Next question. Please, if mm-hmm. somebody offend you mm-hmm. and you forgiving the person, mm-hmm. but still the person is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is 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 it is it somebody you must live forever with? Mm. Uh, okay yes there's nothing you can do about it you have to continue forgiving always forgiving yes yes always you said you said we for we should forgive freely yes from our hearts you for you forgiving the person but the person for example when a child when a child does something against a parent or a parent does something against a child or a husband does something against a wife, or a wife against a husband. These are, these are, you live forever with the person. So, will you forever hold grudges? You have to learn to forever forgive. You cannot walk away. It depends on the conditions of walking away. I told you, one of the things that I will definitely tell you, to walk away from is when the person is toxic your life is involved the person wants to kill you infidelity of course is also an issue jesus even said it because infidelity is a covenant is, is a is a breach of a covenant between a husband and a wife so that one the, the legal grounds scripturally and spiritually to live Pastor, please you mm-hmm. said we should forgive in love, always yeah. forgive in love. And you always forgive the person. The person himself doesn't know that. Or I don't know how to put it. He didn't see that you always forgive, but he's still doing, doing the that same. Thing. Yes. So will you sit at the, the same place for the person to kill you? Okay. Or if, you have to step aside. If there is killing inside, please you have to leave. If there is killing, if there is beating, there's that one you have to leave. The reason why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. That thing was shown on social media or Facebook. Yes. A lady is always quiet with bitterness, always quiet. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, the lady passed away. Mm. So, through pain, uh-huh. even a lot of examples you've been seeing yes. in it your can, life, can cause that, that. causes you pain. Yes. And still, you said 
any shee. I will sit here. move on. No problem. Oh, every day. Any No, So will you? Oh no, daddy. You have to leave. Once, once to leave. Listen, but you cannot live with bitterness. You cannot live with unforgiveness. Once you are leaving, because if the person touch your skin, touch your life, we don't know the next blow that will take you to the hospital. So when you leave the house or leave the marriage, you still have to forgive the person. And that's one that you can leave. And some people, they never wake up until they lose what is valuable to them. It's the truth. It's the truth. Flo. Daddy. Mommy. I, I said I'm forgiving. Mm -hmm. And the person that I said I forgiving, mm -hmm. he himself doesn't know that I, I have forgiven. Forgiving them. And if something, he will say that you rather offend me. And the thing that he is talking about is pain within you. Mm. But you sit there and look at it and say, no. I have to forgive you so that lives move on. Mm. But still, within himself, telling people that the issue that passed about 10 years ago. And he said you are you the one. That offend him. Hey, Makuma. That... <laughs> okay, so mommy, mommy, let me give you this advice and it will be a final advice I'll give to you. Anytime, anytime in, in a relationship, there's a physicality in terms of abuse. You, you touch the person's skin. You break the person's skin or beat the person. The person has the mandate, the right to walk away. Because, like I said, we don't know the next blow. We don't know what will happen. What is here? And what can provoke a man so much that he will beat a woman? And I'm not talking about beating. Maybe you, you swing one, but it is consistent beating. There's a problem. So what you do is this. 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 Mommy, please, are you listening? What you do is this. You pack and move out of the house. You live on your own. But whilst you are going, you leave every bitterness, unforgiveness out of you. Because you too, you must live to enjoy the best of God. Then you focus on your life. If I know if the person the person will come to their senses if the person sees your value because your life is more important so leave the person leave the person let the person spread any news leave the person okay thank you for that but thank you he can pretend as if he has changed if you are not sure don't go back if you are not sure don't go back okay if you're not sure, don't go. Because I remember we were doing marriage and counseling in school and this issue came up. And this one, the example was a pastor. He's a beater. The pastor is a beater. He's like a drum beater. And then, and then, and then it was said that, please, let the person go. So the pastor himself, he was called on the phone. We told her, listen, we, are, we have told your wife to leave your house. She's going to leave because you don't value her as a wife. Wives are meant to be treasured, not to be beaten. So she's going. And then we made the, the wife leave the house. Lo and behold, after six months, I heard that the, the man went back begging and he wrote a note of to swear that you never 
touch her again. Uh-huh. So basically, that's it. Please ask. From there, then you move to the wing. Hey. Uh, Osofo, yes, madam. About what Antibida is saying. Yes. Please, before marriage and counseling, you know, stand before an altar. Yes. Say for better. For, for worse, yes. <laughs> now, in this issue, I aside the beating and other stuff. So yes. And she is st- still saying, I love the person. Hey. <laughs> you love unto death. You are Jesus. <laughs> oh, please, pack and go. Once there's beating, pack and go. Once there's beating, pack and go. Hey, share. Hey, another question here. Please, when we come here, don't go here again. <laughs> right, so okay, I, ask the question, please do. So I want to add up. Yes, okay. I, I, I think that sometimes the best way to forgive someone. Mm is to draw back okay honestly because if you do not draw back and you say you're forgiving the person and now the person goes back to do what he can't he he does to you and it inflicts pain on you and you're still there yeah one day if you don't take care you are human and humans are fallible yeah so you may be tempted to do something that you would regret the whole of your life but if you forgive the person by drawing back and mm. praying for the person, I think that that will go a long way to yes. affect the relationship affect the positively and yourself too. Thank, Thank you. you. It's true. It's true. So, and that's why I said, if you cannot live without the person, then you must learn to live with consistently forgiving and never be bitter. Okay. Please ask. Um, Pastor. Yes. Said, um, if we sin, we should yes. never feel guilty because um, God remembers our sins no more. Yes. What if um, you prayed about that, that particular sin you've been committing? Mm-hmm. That the Holy Spirit to help you, but you continue in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You you read the Bible, you continue praying, but still you can't control yourself from doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you prevent yourself from feeling guilty? Okay. Um. One of the things is that actions will produce the guilt. That one is true. Actions will produce the guilt. But what you have to do is that you have to consistently pray. Tell God about it. Tell God about it. Always tell God about it. Tell God about it. He's the one who can help you. So tell God about it. Please, are you listening? So tell God about it. When you tell him about it, I believe it will go well. He, he can answer. He can help your heart. He can help every situation just tell him about it and he'll help you come through please ask so i have two questions ask first second the first one is the person did something to you maybe many years ago yes it took the person years to realize that what he or she did to you has affected you mm-hmm. and has person, affected but not that it is it is wrong like it's wrong and it affected you in many wrong ways. Uh-huh. And then the person finally comes to their senses and comes to apologize. But then you have forgiven the person from the day it happened. Mm-hmm. But you can see the person has changed. Like it's true the person will never do it again. Mm-hmm. And you have forgiven the person. Yes. But you don't want to have anything to do with the person. Yes. Even though it is a person that you must have something to do with. Okay. So how do you go about it? Okay, so with that one, this is what I'll say. You remember I said, pray for the person. Give the person a gift. And anytime the person's name comes to mind or you see the person, 
you bless the person. You say words of blessing over the person. Because it is not for the person alone. It is for you. And I remember I said that uh, these are people you, 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 you can't do without. They are, they are part of your life. You are part of them. They are part of you. So this is the, this is the principle you must use in order to recover yourself and to be able to forgive and forgive and, and entirely. The next thing to is this. If you don't want to have anything to do with, but this is somebody you must have something to do with, why don't you want to have anything to do with it? Is it because you've not truly forgiven? Because, for example, this, are, this, are, this, is, a, this is a wicked world we're dwelling. People can hurt you so much that you know that this person is my blood, but you're doing this to me. And, for example, a, a father who didn't take care of a, child, a daughter, and she's about to be married, and then all of a sudden, he only appears for the ceremony. To hold your hand, pom, pom, pono, pom, pom, pono, to the altar to be married. And then it looks like, ah, so am I only good when it is time to be married? Then you come and take the glory and make money. I'm the father. You've never bought pampers before, but I'm the father. You, you get it? You can't do away with such a man. That man, you can't throw that man away. That man is your blood. You are the man. The man is you. Forgive the man. Pray for the man. Speak words of blessing over the man. Let the person be so you can be blessed. <laughs> Ask your question. Okay, second question. The second question is mm -hmm. you did something to someone. Yes. The person says he or she has forgiven you. Mm -hmm. But you can't forgive yourself for what you did to them. How person. can you not forgive yourself? You didn't hurt yourself. You did you hurt the person. The persons are forgiving you. Like you feel like you keep on asking yourself how, no, how listen, could I be So you feel guilty and condemned. And you are, you can't say you forgive yourself. You've not done anything against yourself. That one is different. The guilt, that's why you didn't come to church yesterday. Uh huh. So yesterday I taught on the guilt and condemnation. So go back and listen to it. <laughs> it's on the internet. Yeah, okay. I know there are certain people who don't forgive themselves because, for example, somebody was supposed to learn when they were in SS. They didn't learn. So they didn't pass. Or they see their friends in university. They wish they were there. And they can't forgive themselves. And they, they, so let me mess my life up. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. It doesn't mean because this door is closed, many doors are, are, are all closed. There are many doors that can be opened to you. I've seen people do that today. I, I know people actually, like recently, a guy called me and said that, hey, you there, you've done well, oh, look at you. When I saw your picture cry, I've noticed that you're a big man now. You have money. I'm saying, yeah. Amen. Amen. Pa. I say, eh, what do you want? So give me something. That is what will prove. I say, no. If I give you money today, you spend it. Let me teach you how to be established. Go get God. Go get God. Go get God. So people don't forgive themselves because of something they did some years ago. But you can't, you can't live there. Uh, you can't feel guilty. Uh, Charlie, move on. Things are happening. Even COVID is past. <laughs> uh -huh. okay. Flo. I want to ask one question. Please do. Uh, when you were preaching, you said we should pray for the enemy. Yeah, you pray for the enemy. And why one would pray for an enemy when people are always going to be people? I like that question. When people are always going to be people, because you two are people. 
um, I hope you understand when I say you to your people. So the weakness that you find in people, you have the same weakness. So if the thing that has been extended to you is grace, that is why you are set apart. So if you acknowledge the grace of God that has made you and has kept you, also find that same grace in yourself to forgive another. But an enemy is going to be an enemy. Yes. So the reason why I say you should pray for your enemy is because this is a, a well-founded person. We know you. You are not a... a a lover, you are an enemy. You didn't say what time, but your bomb by your mouth will be the We are still praying for you that you will do well. The reason is because that is the formula for godly success. That is the way God wants us to prosper. So if you read the scripture, I say, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. It's Christianity. Christianity, you don't just talk. Oh, it is doing. <laughs> you have to bless them. It is in blessing them. You have to deliberately bless them. So this is an enemy. We know that you are an enemy, but I'm blessing you anyway. I'll bless you. May you do well. May you succeed. May everything go well with you. Please, you get it. And by the way, this enemy is a physical enemy. It's not a witch enemy. This enemy is a physical, it's not witches, so it's not witches and wizards. So how can you love a witch? Somebody who has who has uh, yeah, you can pray for an enemy who, for example, somebody is competing with you over over uh, let's say a land. You can pray for them. Lord bless them. Give them that's why the Bible actually said, Listen, somebody is contending with you over something that belongs to you. He said, Rather be cheated. Jesus. Jesus said, rather you be cheated. It is, it is a dangerous thing for a man to cheat a Christian. Do you know what, what happens? You activate the vengeance part of God for your life. Do you get it? But spiritually, when you are dealing with things in the spirit, there is no mercy in the spirit. The only, listen, I started teaching it from Wednesday, Thursday, I said there is no mercy in the spirit. The only thing in the spirit is justice. So everything, everybody who sins must die. It is a law. And when you die, it is because you are paying for the penalty of wrong done. So Jesus died in your place so that you will never ever be punished for your wrong deeds. But if you don't want to accept Christ. What it means is that the law of the spirit must play in your life, which is death. And this is the truth of, of the world we live in. So when God says pray for your enemy, he's talking about people you can physically see. The person walks up to you and says, I hate you. It's okay. But I love you. I'm praying for you that you will do well. You will not, you will not, you will not die early. You will live a full age. When you do that, eh, the Bible says that you heap coals of fire on their head. That's what the Bible you put UDJs as so they are carrying fire whilst they are going. So I'd rather be at peace with everyone. Praise the Lord. Uh -huh. I hope I've answered you. Yeah, so love everyone. <laughs> okay, please ask. Amen. Oh. Amen again. <laughs> please. When we are reading, mm -hmm. we did not come across forgive and forget. No, no, no. So that means the Bible didn't mention forget. As in forget what the person has done to you. Am I right? 
Now you want to be a theologian. <laughs> Why I'm asking is that uh-huh. it's very, very hard to forget what somebody, someone has done to you. Oh yes, that one is true. It's very, very hard. If it is easy, it's not, it's not God. Uh-huh. Especially when the person is not guilty. The person did not tell he or herself that ah, what I've done is bad though. Yes, you that, know, when that's you do something bad to somebody, you have to know, ah, this thing I... No, it's right. not everybody who knows. Some people think that they are defending their rights. So you fail, but so you go to the person and tell the person, you did wrong. Don't so assume. it's long, like maybe 17, 18, like years. And it is hurting you. Yes. Revisit 17, 18 years. Go to the person. You did this to me in so-so-and-so time. It has hurt me. I've come to tell you. But at least by almost 20 years old, you must find it in yourself to buy your... Okay, let's see. Let, what if the person died within that 17 years? You didn't have the chance to talk to the person. Okay. My auntie offended me 17 years back. Okay. But I didn't take it like... I did, I did not have anything against her because I was... Maybe I was naive then. Okay. But two years ago, I realized that mm. what she did to me, I cannot forget. I cannot mm. forgive her. Mm. In a pain that when she, if she called me, I don't answer her calls. If she send mm. me voice message, I don't reply. Mm. So she only, she only asks of me from Paula or my mother. mother. Anytime I look at her, I feel this anger mm. that mm. come out of me. Like, so I don't know if. I should tell her because it's long ago. It's okay. very, very long ago. Okay. Let, let me help you by saying this way. If she knows about it, will it help anything? I'm bringing you to maturity in Christianity. Your Christian work, I'm, I want you to come up to be matured. When I started teaching, I said that the matured find ways and means not to be offended. But the, the ones who are not matured will fight you before you bring the issue of offense. So please, I want to help you. How will it help you today if she finds out what she did against you 18 years ago? Will it make your life better? No. Will it bring any food on the table? No. So rather, what I'll tell you is this. Stop praying for her. Now, the reason why I am ad- ad- advocating, that, advocating that she shouldn't tell her is this. Some families, when you tell them, now the issue begins to spread. That's why I say I'm talking about maturity in Christianity. If you go to tell the person and the person is not matured, the person can actually flare. 17 years ago, you were did, 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 you were like this, you were like this. I did this. I did. At the end of the day, what you were trying to get across, it didn't even happen. Do you understand? That's why I said I'm bringing you to the maturity level of Christianity. That listen, as a Christian, because your heart is your chalice of faith, and the launcher of your faith. Make sure that nobody toys with your faith. How? By making sure that you take what is proper into your spirit and take what is not out of your spirit. So number one, pray for her. Mention her name and pray.
pray for her. Number two, before the year ends, pack a gift. Bring it to me. Let me bless it and send it to her. Let them give it to her as your gift. Any time her name is mentioned, bless her. Bless her. I, I can't say it will be automatic, but it will start from somewhere. But by the time certain times are clocked, you notice that every pain is gone out of your heart. Do you understand? So, I would not advise that you talk to her. Besides, it's not every issue that we must talk about. As a matured person, you should learn not to be offended. How not to be offended? How not to take pain? How not to be embittered? How not to feel resentful about a man or somebody? By the way, let me ask you a question. Do you think everybody who is sitting here that will do me wrong that I'll go and tell the person you did this, you did this, you did that? I can't do that. Because we are all not on the same level. There are some people I can tell them. They won't be angry with me. They will rather understand my point. But some people, oh, Pastor before you notice, me trying to let them know what they've done to me, they will leave the church. What will happen? For you know, I'm the one God has called to be a shepherd over them permanently for the rest of their lives. And they have left. Who will be shepherding them? Do you understand? So, again, every, I always say, when you are a prayerful person, you will make mistakes, but they will be handled. They will be minimal because prayer means I don't know how to do it. Help me. So, pray about every issue. But this issue in particular, I'll advise you this way. Pray for the person. Bless the person. Buy a gift. If it is a cloth and a duku like we do in Ghana, buy it end of the year. Parsley beautiful. Bring it. Let me bless it. The reason why I say let me bless it, I'll give it for another day, but let me bless it. Now go and give it to the person. See, even if you won't take it, give it to somebody. Give it to her and tell her, this is my love gift to you. It will live your life. Because you must, you must prosper. You, you must move on. You, you must make money. You, you must see good days. You, you must travel. You must have fun. And that was what must happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Aha, uh-huh, please ask. Okay, so, so, okay, so a small issue, like between two people you love, like two people you love, <laughs> something happened. Mm-hmm. I, I follow one person somewhere and then I come back and I'm like, I won't give you food again. I won't, like, yeah, I, get I you. did nothing wrong. Yes. Nothing wrong. Yes. And then, you later come and tell me I'm proud and yeah. I come back to beg you and then me begging you, you shout at me, leave here, that stuff. So yes. why should I mind you again? Like, yeah, I get you. I get you. Let, let me quickly say this. Let me quickly say this. You see, you see how this life is? You see how this life is? Anytime you are living your life, you think that you are living for yourself alone. Anytime you are living your life, eh, you think you are living for yourself alone. But it is not true. There's a saying that when two elephants are fighting, it is the grass that suffers. So, you see, you are just in the middle of two elephants fighting. You are the grass that is suffering. 
Sorry. 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 That is what I can tell you now. Sorry. But this is what I tell you. Never ever hold grudge against which one ever turned against you. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, I'm telling you, if your love work, if your Christianity is do me, I do you, you are not practicing true Christianity. You are practicing the law. True Christianity is do me, but I won't do anything. Hey, do you know how many times I can see somebody sometimes I remember before I became born again, or no, after I became born again when I was not serious with God. Sometimes I see some slap go shut you up. But but I feel I'm now speaking pigeon. I, sometimes I just look at you and I feel like hey, maro tini fandini bigadosa. It's like Christianity is real. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. I say, if Christianity is easy and it's just something you just pick on the street and it will not demand your love work, it will not demand your sincerity, you have not entered Christianity. I said, because you will love like Christ loved. You, you will sacrifice like he sacrificed. You will have to give your very best like he gave. How? To the people around you. They don't deserve your love. I'm not perfect though. The person who knows my weakness more are my family members. But I'm still their family member. They love me anyway. They support me anyway. They keep me. It's the same thing here. You guys know me well than anybody who comes from outside or anybody who has not stayed with me for about two years or a year. Right? You guys know me well. You know the way I am. And you are the ones who have helped me to stand here till today. You have shown me love. Do you understand what I mean? So I'm the same person who must also show you love. That is how Christianity is. And whilst we are showing each other love, we are the same people who, is going to, who are going to cause pain to each other. But we must find ways and means of reconciling. I mean, I knew that today's topic will go because right now it's your questions that has come one hour. Your questions. Last question. How are you sure it's your last question? There's somebody there. Uh, oh, okay. So please ask your question. I'm asking so that maybe to bless somebody here. Okay. How do you forgive a witch? <laughs> if you know that this person is a witch and the person is doing something against you, you know, pa. Yeah. How do you forgive? I like that a question. Witch? Okay, please, are you listening? Please, are you listening? Yes. Please, are you listening? Yes. Are you sure you are listening or you are talking? Yes. You are listening. Okay, please, listen carefully. When, you, when it's a witch you cannot do without, you have to live with the person, but you have to intensify prayer. I was so buja. You have to pray a lot. That's why the Lord reveals you, you have to pray. Are you listening to me? You have to pray. Now one day you can't say, I won't pray. You have to pray. The second thing you have to do is this. You have to keep blessing them periodically. With money, with those things. They won't use it. 
when you don't pray for the person, when you don't pray for the person, the person can use your money. But when you pray for the person, ah, you take the money. I dip this money in the blood. I take. <laughs> they can't use it. They can't use it. They can't use it. Okay, okay. What of if, uh, let's say, it's your mother or your father who is a bare bonesome? And they are old. And you are the one who must take care of them. You have to take care of them. Yes. As a, as a child, that is what we are commanded to do by Bible. We take care of our parents. Are, are you here with me? Yes. No, are you listening? I'm telling you truly. Do you understand? You have to give to them. Their monthly allowances that you have to give to them. Give to them. If they need medicine, buy for them. They need this, buy for them. But one thing you can't stop doing. When witchcraft convenes in your family, you want to sleep. Ah, la, 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 la. Pray without season. Oh, now Betty has here first. <laughs> I hope you understand. I hope I've answered you. Yes. So do what you have to do, but pray. Mm -hmm. Last question. Hey! It's past 11.30. We're supposed to be close by now. Uh -huh. um, what if someone has done a series of things to hurt you mm -hmm. and the person, you didn't tell the person you did this, but the person came to the realization that I have done this and Thank the person God. comes to apologize. Mm -hmm. But the person is apologizing for some and still saying that he didn't do some. Uh, you didn't go to tell the person. It's the person himself who came. It is what he's realized or he, she's realized that she has brought on the table. So that is what she's there to deal with. But how do you entirely forgive the person? No, we don't in, in, forgive in bits. <laughs> we entirely forgive because that is the command. So, for example, now that the person has presented, let's say there are 10 cases, the person has presented 6, is left with 4. So you join it. Join the other 4. Let it, the issue be complete. Also, for the person is making it look like you are lying. So, any so okay, you say sorry, Mati, but let it go because at the end of the day, listen, church, it is not that you must come to the place where every time you alone, somebody has done something against you, you are you, then you are you are hurt, then now you you have to let the person say sorry to you, and then you go and ask for forgiveness. No, that is still baby, baby level. Everyone must come to the level where you cannot be hurt. That is proper Christian maturity. Do you understand? So, at the end of the day, we are not striving to, to say sorry to people or to be said sorry to, but rather not to be offended at all. That's the ultimate. You, you get it? So, if you don't get the ultimate well, you'll still be in the shallow regions. Still shallow. You didn't ask for forgiveness. You have to for forgiveness. I have to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness, forgiveness. And don't forget, like I said, when the enemy gets you offended for two days, there's what he takes from your life. And I started by saying that my wife said to me, said, when the Holy Spirit was telling her, don't get angry. Don't be offended. Don't it is it, she's in a season of warfare, just that she can't see it. But the Holy Spirit is prompting you. Sound to be. Men could be. Sa confusion, babe. Don't get involved. This heart pain, don't get involved. Don't get involved because there's deliverance happening for you. Have you learned something today? Wow. 
Wow, we bless God. Can we give the Lord a hand? Say with my faith will work from today. Because I know that I live well by the word of God. See, I am blessed. I live well. My faith works. I love all. I forgive all. I am not resentful. I am not bitter. I forgive easily. And I bless all. In the mighty name of Jesus. When you find out that people are gossiping about you in the office, love them. <laughs> the last thing I'll say to you. When your heart is not burdened with bitterness, your faith will work easily. Hello. You are still shallow. You are still a baby. We go into prayer with all confidence. We know that God has already heard us. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Can we believe you are standing? Malafano Frebedose. Lift your voice and begin to talk to your God. I am blessed. I'm favored. I'm secured in the blood. The goodness of the Lord is upon my life. The grace of God makes me spectacular. The grace of God makes me unique. In the name of Jesus. I am blessed. I am favored. I'm secured. The goodness of the Lord is upon me. Oh, blessed, I am blessed. Favored, I am favored. In the name of Jesus. Say with me in the name of Jesus. Say this morning, there is no root of bitterness in my heart. See, I'm a lover. I forgive easily. I give joy. I bless those who hurt me. I empower everyone who comes into my life by the word of the Lord in my spirit. See, Satan, here this day, I release bitterness. I release unforgiveness. I release resentfulness from my heart and from my life. Satan, listen. Everything that made me bitter years ago, is no more in my heart. I said, Satan, listen. You have nothing in me legally. Say, I have everything of God in me. So I have divine possibilities. I have divine possibilities. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, Satan, here this morning, I have nothing in common with you. Say, my aura is the aura of heaven say my ambience is the ambience of heaven say my fragrance is the fragrance of zion say i smell like heaven there is no foul spirit around me there is no foul scent around me say i am blessed with divine freshness 
I am blessed with divine aroma in the name of Jesus. Say, I am blessed. I am favored in the name of Jesus. Say, my faith works. My faith moves mountains. Every difficult situation in my life, by my faith, it is made a plain in the name of Jesus. Say, my faith lifts me up from glory to glory. Say, my faith is established in the finished work of Christ. Say, I never fail. Say it like you mean it. Say, I never fail. I succeed in all my endeavors. Say, the faith of Jesus Christ is in my heart, causing me to do well, causing me to advance, causing me to blossom, causing me to be blessed in everything I do. In the name of Jesus, say, I am blessed. I am favored. Say, now by my faith, in Jesus' name, say, right now, I demand financial doors are open new doors of opportunities they are open unto me say doors of glory doors of breakthrough doors of advancement and great opportunities are opened unto me say i am a success i am victorious i am blessed i am advancing in my course and destiny say the life of god causes me to excel i am unstoppable nothing in this world hinders my progress i have divine progress i have divine success i have divine acceleration in my life i am a blessing i am victorious i succeed in everything i do in jesus name amen